0: Yeah, the seven and eight are also types that can get confused because of their presentation of aggression.
1: Yeah, I think that aggressive stance energy can be so intense and quick-moving that people think that they're kind of one in the same. Plus, I think we should talk about the way gluttony and lust can seem sort of similar. Like the idea Mm. of more is both present for for those two vices. The difference is that gluttony is about stimulation. Gluttony is about, I want a closer, I want to get closer to the feeling of satisfaction that I'm craving. Mm. Um, Whereas lust is about, I want, to dominate everything that isn't mine, and that should be mine. Hey y'all, welcome back to Not My Type. This is Jack. And and Malia. And we're back for another episode regarding mistyping. The last one was just going too long. So here we are to revisit some of the things that we didn't finish.
0: So we left off at four and five last time. So let's yeah, I don't think
1: we really got into that, so let's, let's unpack that a little bit. So four and five is a pretty common mistype.
0: Well, they're both in the withdrawn stance, so they can often look reserved, uh, separate maybe.
1: For sure. And I think a lot of this, the way that the four and the five are different from the nine is that they're more comfortable with sort of antisocial behavior, hmm. and that doesn't mean just like, I'm going to my room, but more also like, I have no interest in abiding by your expectations for me. Because Mm -hmm. the five as a rejection type and the four as a frustration type have no interest in adapting the way a nine would as an attachment type. So the way the four and the five can be confused is that they're both typically pretty intellectual. They both like to understand things deeply. They have this deep appreciation for richness of life um, and for the ability to understand it in nuance. The difference I think we need to acknowledge is their dominant center because they're withdrawing for different reasons. So remember, the four as a heart type is withdrawing because they want attention. But the five as a head type is withdrawing because they want security and safety. Um, Additionally, you get this big sense of yearning from the four that the five lacks, because the four as a a frustration type is really reaching for whatever it is they feel like they don't have. Um, And the five as a rejection type has severed any sense of lack from themselves. So they feel pretty content in their separateness. And that's why they can sort of comfortably observe what is going on in the world and study it because they're not personally invested.
0: Yeah, I would say that the four and the five are also different because the four is much more aware of their separateness from the world than the five is.
1: I think that's true. I think it's that the four latches on to the separateness because that's where they're getting the identity because they're a hard type. The five is separate and they're not really proud of it nor are they like not proud of it. It's just like that's the way they live life. Whereas the four is separate because that's their personality. You Mm. know, like that's the whole ego's drive to seem separate for the sake of the attention it can give you. Another reason they might be confused is that they can be each other's wing type. So if you're a four with a five wing, you Mm. might have this sort of like uh, heady desire to understand things deeply and study them and observe them. And if you're a five with a four wing, you might have that romantic deeply emotional side that other people don't see as much. Um, The difference is that at the end of the day, the five is interested in security and the four is interested in attention. And so you'll sense this yearning for others to move toward the four, but the five has no interest in others moving toward them because it's threatening and dangerous.
0: Hmm. Another mistype to talk about with the four is the four and the six.
1: It's pretty common, yeah, for sure.
0: The first thing is that they're both pretty pessimistic. Can you explain more of that?
1: Yeah, I think, remember, the four is pessimistic because that's what the ego's built around, this sense of lack. What Mm. I don't have, what's broken about me, is what I'm going to use as a tool um, to create beauty within me that should allure others to me.
0: The four embraces pessimism, whereas the six...
1: The six is using pessimism as a tool. Because remember, as a Mm -hmm. head type, they're trying to figure out what's true and what's false, what's safe and what's secure. Um, and what's not safe and secure. right? And so pessimism is their tactic to figure out what they trust in the world. And fours can be pretty distrusting people as well, but they're ultimately taking on this negative worldview because that's the way they see themselves. The mm. four is fixated on a negative self-image. So the idea of a positive self that's full and complete and um, simple and plain, just like everyone else, is not appealing to the four. So their pessimism is sort of more an angsty, intentional pessimism, Whereas mm. the sixes pessimism is this, more of like an, an, anxious angst. Like the angst occurs because that's what they're trying to figure out. It's like how do I walk through this? Um, I, I think we've mentioned this before, but a friend of mine talked about this issue of trying to figure out where her map was. She wanted to navigate how to get from point A to point B, and I think that's the sixes pessimism. A lot of the times, it just feels like they've lost their map, and mm. so this concern about what might go wrong and how I should prepare for it is the sixes tactic to try and find this map that's missing.
0: You mentioned a negative self-image with the four. Can you explain more of that? Because it doesn't just look like self-deprecation.
1: Yeah, it isn't just self-deprecation, but that's part of it. It's also this sense of, like, no one could possibly understand how deep my pain is. Um, and there's something that's deficient in me. Because remember, that's the narrative. Like, mm. if, I f- if I really were as whole as everyone else, I wouldn't be feeling this pain and I wouldn't be sitting in it for so long. And everyone else can feel pain and move on from it. Um, So the four is sitting in the pain, but they don't necessarily realize that they're sitting in it because that's where they find their identity that they're looking for. Another facet that connects the four and the six is that they both can be pretty expressive because they're part of the reactive triad or the emotional realness triad Hmm. as far as how they deal with conflict. Um, The difference is that fours are shoving their shame on the table. So it's their shame about who they are, about who they're not, Identity-based. Exactly, like the language the four is going to use to illustrate their experience is going to be emotional language, Um, and the six might look like an emotional person, but what they're ultimately trying to do is figure out what's true. Remember that as a Mm. head type, the six is, when they're being expressive, they're not expressing their shame. If they are expressing their shame, it's only because they're trying to express their fear and they're concerned about what's not secure. Right. And with that pessimism comes this awareness of their own needs and weakness that they both share. The difference is that the four is using that as a tool for attention, and the six is using it as a tool for security.
0: And that security can look like security in other people asking, I have this weakness, give me your map.
1: Tell me what map I should use. Like a six would do. Another thing to acknowledge is that the six as an attachment type is adapting themselves to respond well with negative circumstances. They're trying to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and be as prepared as they possibly can. Even with the they, little things. Exactly. Even though they don't feel prepared. Mm-hmm. Their concern is, I, I am willing to shift what I need to do to feel safe in this situation. The four is not concerned with safety. And as a frustration type, they're not concerned with adaptation. Th- so the six is That's a, big difference. a trend that oscillates between... Like Think about the way the six can show phobic behavior that says, I'm going to submit, I'm going to follow the rules, I'm going to be careful and they can also show counterfeit behavior. They can say, Hmm. I'm not gonna follow the rules. I'm gonna defy authority and I'm gonna do what I want because that's their way of trying to find security. Like that oscillation, that wide range of behavior they have is their form of adaptation. And the four would scoff at that. The four would scoff at this idea of ever being like, why would I adapt to meet this?
0: The world, I mean, that's the four's fear. It's like, they don't wanna adapt to the world.
1: Exactly, and the six is doing their best to adapt to the world so that they can keep walking. It feels like quicksand for the six. Hmm. The four, it it, it feels like they're already under the quicksand, and they're okay with that, you know? Whereas the six is under the impression like, oh, I don't want to sink under this quicksand. Hmm. So four and seven is another semi-common mistype, believe it or not. They seem so different because of that issue of pessimism for the four we just talked about. Right. And the way the seven is so violently optimistic. Um, And I think that's the biggest differentiator, but let's talk about how they're similar for a second.
0: Yeah, a big similarity between them is this idealistic view of the world, they kind of know what they want.
1: They really do. And that goes back to the frustration triad, that they, they had this sense of what they needed and they didn't get it. Mm. So this big theme is yearning for them. It's just the four's yearning is stagnant because they're withdrawn and they're not doing anything about it. And the seven's yearning is too quick moving. It, it's not slow enough to actually appreciate what's there.
0: And in that, there's also a similarity in a selfishness and an elitism. They not only know what they want, but they believe that they deserve
1: it. I think that's true. I think fours, because they're separate, that's sort of where they get their elitism, that this, like, as a heart type, I I know who I am and I'm separate. I think sevens aren't necessarily elite, but they do, because they're typically charming and likable and a lot of fun, they've learned that they can get what they want. Mm. And so when they don't, there's, like, I don't know, there's this childish part of the seven that is willing to throw a tantrum. It's not typically seen on the surface, but I think it does show up sometimes, because it's, like, well, I always get what I want, and then suddenly they don't. Because their tactic is, if I'm not getting what I want, I leave.
0: So because of the commonality of knowing what they want, how does that change the way that the four and the seven engage with the world?
1: Remember what we were talking about with the four, like the ego is built around a negative worldview. It's built around it. And, and so this ability to tolerate pain for the four is something the seven cannot handle and will not handle because the seven's ego is built around... Like like the six, remember, they're a head type. They're trying to figure out what's true and what's false and what's safe and what's not. They're not concerned with identity. The seven is not concerned with who they are. It doesn't mean they never have those concerns, period. Hmm. But the core neurosis is concerned with how do I keep moving through life and what should I trust? It doesn't look like the cautious tactic that the five and the six might take, but the seven's caution is they're cautious of negative things. Right. They're cautious of negative input. It's to be distrusted. And so for the four, negative input about the world is, is, is what they feed on. And for the seven, negative input is like, oh my goodness, I'd rather have anything else. So remember that fours, there are fours that can avoid their problems sometimes and look seven-ish. Or there are sevens that can feel something once mm. and think that they're four. But ultimately, the seven is always going to paint their world and reframe their world into something more rosy. Um, because they're trying to avoid the disappointment and move beyond it. Whereas the four has sort of resigned themselves to the disappointment because as a withdrawn type, they're in the past. So they're not going to do when they should do.
0: The four and the eight is also a really big mistype, but it seems kind of odd because one seems so aggressive and the other one seems kind of withdrawn. Passive, yeah. yeah,
1: I think the connection there is that the sexual four often mm. mistypes as an eight. I okay. think it's less common that the eight should mistype as a four, but... The sexual four is so intense, you're you're taking that hot, burning energy that's focused on an individual, that's focused on one target at a time, and filtering it through the fourth neurosis. And this fear of disappointment, um, mixed with the fact that they're part of the reactive triad, and willing right. to shove their emotions on the table, um, the four can look very aggressive. There's a sexual four that I know, when I first met her, I was convinced she was an eight, and she was convinced she was an eight, until she did her own research on the Enneagram and realized... No, I, the difference is that I'm not, I'm not actually not really confident. Like hmm. the eight is under this impression that I'm, I'm confident and I'm not weak. And the four's weakness and deficiency is like what they're using, you know, to form the sense of self. The eight is not interested in weakness, not interested in any sense of being deficient. Hmm. So the difference really is that they both might know what they want or seem expressive, but the four is going to sit in despondence in a way that the eight would never.
0: Because that that counters the eight's ego.
1: Yeah, and that looks like vulnerability. That right. looks like like pain itself is is something that exposes us and makes us um, innocent in a way. Like, it, it shows our most innocent self and how we've been wounded. And the, the eight is not interested in innocence, you know?
0: Hmm. Whereas the four uses that to appear unique.
1: Yeah, it's like my pain, my, the way I've been wounded, is what makes me distinct Mm. another thing i want to say is that the difference between the four and the eight even though they both might be expressive the four's power is held in where they're not so when they're in in neurotic cycle and when they're trying to manipulate to get what they want or whatever um what they're using is their absence to get what they want Mm. because they're withdrawn types. so they move away to get what they want where the eight as an aggressive type moving against the world the way they get what they want is is very much in their presence. It is where they are. That's where their power is. Whereas for the four, it's where they're not.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the four and the nine then.
1: Both being withdrawn types, they're concerned with belonging. Um, We didn't talk about this a lot during the object relations episode. I think that was episode four. Um, But it's important to acknowledge that as withdrawn types, they have issues with both the supportive and nurturing care. Mm. Um, But they sort of merge those two um, into an issue with both. not just, they're not just concerned with being seen and they're not just concerned with being supported. They're concerned with the feeling that occurs when both are combined, which is the sense of belonging, that I have a place. And the withdrawn types, because they have that wound with belonging or with both parents, they feel like they don't have a presence to show up to. So fours and eights both underestimate the impact that they would have if they were present with the world and were active in the world. The difference, really, is that the nine has never been anywhere but fully immersed in belonging. Because Mm. as an attachment type, they have been adapting themselves and adapting themselves to stay attached to what's comfortable.
0: Because the nine is both body-dominant and repressed, whereas the four is farthest away from the body.
1: Exactly. That's so true. So even though they're both body-repressed, the nine being body-dominant forces them into the world. Right. You know, their body forces them into the world, but they're their absence is just sort of a spaciness. And that's why nines are so agreeable and often engaged in things that don't seem very withdrawn, mm. but they're withdrawing into their internal world. Whereas the four will withdraw into their internal world and withdraw literally from the world because they're not body dominant. They're not concerned with doing. I think an important contrast to realize is that the, the nine's adaptation to the world is something the four does not believe in. The four mm. does not see the value in because to adapt the self is to be fake. Um, and that's to take away from the very distinct vision and aesthetic I've created for who I really am.
0: Aesthetic is such a good word for the four.
1: It's so true, though. Like, it sounds like a joke, but it's actually very true. Like, the four are so concerned with manifesting their unique self in a in a very aesthetic, distinct way, visually, practically, verbally, right. like whatever it is, their presentation is is collected into very nuanced avenues. If that makes any sense.
0: Whereas the nine desires to adapt and look like everything else.
1: Exactly. They're, they're merging with every avenue.
0: And that doesn't necessarily mean physically, you know, stylistically. But the trend overall is that the nine wants to adapt, whereas the four wants to stand out.
1: And so this, this need for attention that the four has actually makes the nine uncomfortable, typically. Because mm. attention is threatening to my ability to just merge and be comfortable. Wow. because now yeah. I have to come to the table and be distinct. Whereas the four is using this desire to get attention as their motivation to move away. hmm And so remember the difference between the four and the five we were talking about, the four is always moving away for attention, whereas the nine is moving away because they want control and autonomy over themselves and their own life. Another thing I think we should acknowledge is that they both can be spacey and imaginative. They can live in their own heads and seem sort of like,
2: oh yeah,
1: have these dreams. Hmm. The difference is that for the four, it's distinct; it's idealistic. They have a very specific vision of how this internal world should look. And the nine's internal world is generally comfortable, um, and it might be imaginative, but but it's imaginative in a blurry way, because remember the nine is all about blurring yeah. reality together, blurring the self with reality. Um,
0: and the nine has a more trusting demeanor rather than the four. That's so true. As well.
1: The four is very skeptical of other people typically. Um, because they might threaten the ego that I built, you know? Don't try and rope me into the regular world. I'm not regular. Mm. Whereas the nine is, like, actually fixated on being regular. Right. I think about my mom as a nine, and she grew up with a weird family. And one of the biggest themes I noticed in her life is that she just wanted to be normal. She just wanted to be something normal, because all of her family was very distinct.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, And I think that's the difference here, is that the four has no interest in being normal, ever. One more thing I want to say is that I think nines might mistype themselves as fours sometimes because the nine doesn't have a lot of access to their feelings. So when they do experience feelings, they feel very intense to the nine. Um, The disruptive engagement of one's emotional realities or one's anger can feel very intense. So they might think, oh, I feel things intensely. I must be a four. Hmm. But actually no, like the four's intense feelings feel very normal to them. It doesn't strike them as like, what this has never occurred no it's everyday life you know the four lives in these rich emotional states and they're very limited like you're either in emotion a b c or d you know and they're very extreme these emotional options but it's not a wide blurry range like it is for the nine you know the nine doesn't exist in a whole lot of emotional situations so when they do engage with it it can feel disruptive to the self so they might think that there are four the nine is also invested in seeing themselves in other people because that form of empathy is the way they feel attached to the world. The four is not interested in seeing themselves in other people because then that means they're not special enough. They have no leverage now to get someone's attention.
0: So let's move on to five and six then.
1: I feel like this is a really common mistype. A lot of times fives and sixes, um, see the reflection of the other in the fact that they're both skeptical and cautious. Hmm. Uh, and they both as head types are focused on what's true and what makes sense. and, they also both tend to, to be a little bit pessimistic in the way they perceive reality. Um, but I think a big difference between them is that, I think, honestly, there are a lot of fives that mistype as sixes, believe it or not.
0: But not sixes that mistype as well, fives? not
1: both. Like, I, I think it could be both, for sure. I just think, um, I've noticed that some fives, before they learn the Enneagram well, don't realize that, like, the key to the six is the distrust of the self. So mm. they hear about being cautious and skeptical and considering all sides of things, and that is pretty, like, reasonable. I get that. Um, but the difference is the six is never going to trust themselves. And that's why their their skepticism is laced with, like, this fervent panic.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, whereas the five, because they're withdrawn type and they're not engaging with the world, there's this level of collection and calm that they have that the six probably deeply envies. Hmm.
0: Would you say that the five does trust themselves?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think fives trust themselves maybe more than any other type.
0: So that might be the most helpful distinction for people who are listening.
1: Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think that's another reason um, sixes eventually, when they, when they learn the Enneagram and Nuance, they realize like, whoa, I'm, I'm, I might have this cerebral side of me, but sixes really are looking externally for the answers and fives are looking internally for the answers.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that looking for the answer. What does truth mean to both the five and the six?
1: I think, I think for the five, they presume that truth is something that they can observe and, and collect the data on, the details on, mm. without having to get themselves immersed. And that's the way that they're approaching this head-type reality, that they're focused on what makes sense and w- where their map is. Um, but for the six, because they distrust their own mind, their sense of what is true is dependent on the external world. And that, remember, that's why the six is a dependent type. That they're looking for this sense of truth externally so
0: so they're asking for someone to give them a map rather than finding one
1: yeah because the six is under the presumption because they can't trust their own mind they've learned to train themselves to presume that what's true and what's safe and what's trustworthy must be somewhere out there i just have to find it whereas for the five the default presumption is that nothing out there is safe nothing out there is trustworthy Mm. nothing out there is really true nor would it be true to me
0: so how does that affect the way that they engage with the world
1: i think at the end of the day the five is going to separate that's the way they get their sense of security as a head type. Um, but the six is going to immerse themselves in the things they choose um, to be trustworthy or they deem trustworthy. Mm. So really this this theme of separation versus a theme of immersion. And of course, like, because these types are adjacent to each other, there might be the issue of wings. You know, like there might be a six with a five wing or a five with a six wing. But ultimately, the five is going to move away from the world and only trust themselves. Whereas the six is going to move toward the world because they distrust themselves. mm
0: mm-hmm. Okay, so the five and the
1: eight. That's another big one. This is really big. Um, I think fives and eights can be easily confused because they're both rejection types, um, and they don't have that sweetness, that heart flavor that the two has as a rejection type. So you get this um, sense of jadedness (laughs) or distrust um, of other people and relationship. And so another name for the rejection types is the relationalists. And so they're very concerned about relationship. It's just the five and the eight look a lot less relational overtly than the two does. Um, The five Mm -hmm. and the eight are just as concerned with relationship as the two is. They just approach it with sort of antisocial behaviors. So a big thing is like, they both might be a little bit cold. They might be a little bit um, curt or unkind sometimes, but ultimately the five is, is again, going to move away from other people. So they're avoiding rejection by detaching themselves from every part of reality. And remember that idea of like, as a double rejection type because they're withdrawn. They're severing their need for support and their need for nurture. So they don't want to engage with any aspect of reality because it's gonna taste like rejection to them.
2: Mm.
1: Of course, they haven't convinced themselves that that's actually what's going on. They've convinced themselves instead that it's, they don't wanna engage with the world because it's they're nasty, evil people and, and they're not to be trusted. But AIDS have a have one significant part of reality that they can engage with, and that's that area of support and, and that area of protection because they have deemed themselves uh, the true protectors of what is broken or what's innocent uh, because they've displaced their own innocence onto other people, other objects, other animals, whatever it might be. The eight has a huge realm of reality they can play around in um, and assert themselves because they're not a double rejection. They're just rejecting that need for nurture.
0: Mm. The eight's contribution to the world is by protecting it and the five's contribution is by not getting involved.
1: Yeah, I think the five often... I once heard someone describe this idea that the rejection types want to be needed for different reasons so the two evidently wants to be needed to be a nurturer Mm. the eight wants to be needed as a protector um and i heard someone describe the five wanting to be needed as like a sage figure as someone who has Mm. wisdom to offer which is honestly kind of true that like when fives do trust people or do choose to engage it's limited um but it's often only with the wisdom or the knowledge that they have to share because that's the only place that they think they can exist. You know? Because remember, like these three types, wanting to avoid rejection, are trying to only engage in areas they know they won't be rejected. Mm. So they're thinking about where right. do I have a place? Where do I have right. a place to speak? Where do I have a place to be? And for the five, that's really only in the realm of the head. So when they're engaging with, with people or talking with people um, or bringing themselves to the table, it's only really when they have something that they feel like they've mastered in their heads, mm. that they can share, that's, that feels like helpful information. They also both struggle with vulnerability. That's a big theme Um, because this concern with rejection makes them want to have some sort of relational leverage and make sure that they're not uh, in jeopardy. And also consider the fact that fives move to eight in growth, whereas eights move to five in unhealth. I think a lot of, a lot of these individuals might mistype because of this connection line that fives will look Mm. more assertive and engaging and bold, um, and more like leader figure as the eight would when they're growing, when they're moving into spaces of health. But the eight might think they are a five in spaces of unhealth, when they're stressing and when they're moving away from the world and drawing into this reclusive space of protection. Hmm. We should probably talk about five and nine now.
0: Yeah, I think five and nine get confused often because they're both in the withdrawn stance. And so they often can seem detached from their own emotion in a way that other types aren't.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing. Even from a four. Yeah, exactly. Because the four is withdrawn, but they're dominant in the heart. So Mm. the space of emotional reality is where they're withdrawing to. Mm. Whereas the nine withdraws into the body and the five withdraws into the, the mind.
0: Right. Which makes them both kind of observers of their world rather than engaging.
1: Exactly. Like, I think I think it's important to recognize that fives and nines both have semi-unemotional existences. The nine might not think that's true because they are so empathetic typically or like they can so easily relate to other people because they've immersed their sense of self with the world around them. Um, but their existence is typically comfortable and homeostatic. That's a big theme for the nine is that mm. they, they need to exist in some sense of homeostasis. So really intense emotions are actually not really desired for the nine because it disrupts their, their comfortable. Or simplicity. the five. Yeah, exactly. The five does not want any um, emotional realities to bubble up unless maybe they have a significant four wing. But um, emotional realities are uncomfortable for the five because, remember, it feels like engagement in those areas where they'll be rejected. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I think it's important to observe the fact that as the five moves away from the world, they make their perspective, their observations more complex. Things become Mm -hmm. more nuanced and specific because they're trying to observe and track the details because as a head type, they want to know what's true. So it's sort of always like they're tracking deductive reasoning. Like, Mm. well, if it's not this, then it's definitely this. Or if it is this, then it can't be this. Um, But the nine as a body type is not really concerned with what's true. Um, They're concerned with what action needs to be done. Um, They're just not considering that they're the ones to do it. So that's why nines might look like simple busybodies sometimes, that they'll be going around doing little tasks but not really doing what needs to be done in a long-term sense.
0: I think a big distinction between the five and the nine is that the five in its complex observation of reality tends to separate from the world in order to observe, whereas the nine tends to observe and then merge with the world.
1: That's so true. Because remember, the nine is an attachment type is avoiding any sense of detachment from what they need. Right. So to separate themselves or to say no or to carve themselves away um, from the rest of community or from the rest of the world or from the rest of their loved ones, it'll feel like detachment, Mm. which is like the whole... Thing they're trying to avoid, right? Whereas for the five, they're trying to avoid rejection, so they're not concerned with saying no. the The five is not concerned with separating themselves and mm. um, being curt. I think that's a big thing: is that fives and nines both might have this cool-headed flavor to them, um, but they they have different ways of handling conflict. The five doesn't really feel daunted by conflict because it's something that they can just say no to. That at the end of the day, they can just shut the gates and move away. Uh, But Mm -hmm. for the nine, because they're so deeply immersed and merged with the world around them, uh, they have to walk on tiptoes.
0: Yeah. So let's move on to six and eight.
1: I think six and eight is another pretty common mistype, mostly because sixes learn all this range of behavior we talk about, where you see phobic behavior and counterphobic behavior. The phobic behavior is pretty um, incompatible with the eighth neurosis, but when you see that counterphobic behavior that says, resist authority, fight for my own security, it can look really eight-ish. So they both can look like aggressive types. Um, They can both look distrusting of other people, Um, but the issue of weakness is what differentiates them. So the eight is repulsed by their own weakness, so they just act like it doesn't exist. (laughs) But the six, however, has sort of seen their weakness as like their central identifier And because of that, that's the way they're trying to navigate life with this presentation of weakness. And that's why they have to depend on other people for support or other structures for support.
0: And that's a good way to distinguish why their aggression comes out because the eight's aggression comes out because they deny that they have any weakness. And the six's aggression can sometimes come out because they are putting forth their weakness for people to help them. And they're
1: not not getting what they need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they both present... As pretty guarded, but also in need of control. That's another thing I've noticed. Because sixes get so panicked, they might want to have control of their physical environment or of their group environment. Um, But eights are more typically wanting control because of the relational power it gives them. It gives them protection from being hurt by other people. Whereas sixes just want that control because it helps them feel like they've wrangled some of the chaos together. Mm. So let's talk about seven and eight for a second and why they might be mistyped.
0: Yeah, the seven and eight are also types that can get confused because of their presentation of aggression.
1: Yeah, I think that aggressive stance energy can be so intense and quick-moving that people think that they're um, kind of one in the same. Plus, I think we should talk about the way gluttony and lust can seem sort of similar. Like, the idea mm. of more is both present for, for those two vices. The difference is that gluttony is about stimulation. Gluttony is about, I want a closer, I want to get closer to the feeling of satisfaction that I'm craving. Mm. Um, whereas lust is about, I want, to dominate everything that isn't mine, and that should be mine um, it's about having power over something as opposed to wanting to experience something you know like gluttony is about tasting it, whereas like lust is about controlling it
0: mm. let's also talk about their um, the ways that they are positive and negative
1: yeah, I think sevens because they're so insistent on seeing the world as something that could nurture them that they could grab it and enjoy it and have a great time um they have to anticipate that everything is going to be great like mm. their nar- their neurotic cycle tells them that no matter what is going to go down they're going to be okay and it's going to be great and eights also have this mindset that they're going to come out the winner but their view of the world around them is a lot more negative like eights anticipate the world outside them to be something cold um and something challenging and frightening um so they just like push through and get stronger and bigger and better and More aggressive, and so they have this idea of, though the world is so intense, I am more intense, basically. Mm. Though the world is so harsh, I am harsher, and I can out outbeat it. Whereas sevens are just sort of saying, I can engage with the world excitedly because it's wonderful, and because the next step is always going to be a great thing.
0: And I think the positive and negative comes out because the seven is also way more trusting of the world than the eight is.
1: That's true. The seven wants to trust the world as something. That will be delightful and worthy of engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing too is that they might get mistyped because of the wing factor. Like you could be an eight with hmm. a seven wing, or a seven with an eight wing, and so those behaviors can get really mixed. They also both can be kind of edgy. Like they they both want some degree of. Um, they both want to be able to push boundaries.
0: That's a good way to say that.
1: Eights are just pushing boundaries because it gives them power over situations. It, it shows who's the strongest in the room when they're pushing boundaries. And if mm. other people don't measure up, then they know that they can sort of take top dog position. Whereas the seven will push boundaries because they want the freedom it will give them.
0: Yeah. They also deal with conflict in different ways. Can you talk on that?
1: Yeah. The seven would rather think that it's not an issue, no matter what it is. Whatever issue might be existing or whatever problem might show up, they will convince themselves it's not an issue. So they'll mm. reframe things into problems eights by contrast are fully aware of issues they just again think of themselves as more powerful than the issue so Mm. they're perfectly willing to see negative things as negative things but they're just not afraid of them i guess
0: in the same way that a seven would
1: yeah the seven wouldn't want to deal with that yeah
0: so let's talk on the seven and the nine for me i see them really similar because of the positive outlook that we just talked about with the seven and the eight um being different like seven and nines are both Prone to seeing things in kind of a rosy perspective.
1: That's so true, and uh, because they don't want to feel difficult things, I think remember that the seven, being an aggressive type, is engaging with a huge chunk of reality, but they just have limited it because they only want to engage with what's fun or what's what's positive. Mm. But the nine doesn't want to engage with any part of reality. Basically, they want to be fully immersed and yet fully numb to it. They want to be comfortable and easy. Um, so I think it's a, a helpful way to recognize the difference between the seven and the nine. Is that the seven is Fundamentally avoiding pain. Hmm. And the nine is also avoiding pain, but they're also avoiding life in general. You know, like the nine doesn't want super high highs either because that brings attention to them, that differentiates them, yeah. it, and it might detach them from the sense of nurture or support that they think they need. Hmm. Um, the seven, by contrast, is like very invested in the idea of super high highs uh, because that's how they hmm. keep the super low lows at bay. Right. We're, so it's really like the world is very extreme for the seven and, and very and they,
0: moderate for the nine.
1: Exactly. They want it to be extreme, but the nine does not
0: because that's what's comfortable for both of them.
1: Yeah, another thing too is that I think sevens and nines can both look like pretty friendly, likable people because the positive outlook attitude, even if they're not using it in the same exact way, it's gonna present this idea that like, the world is gonna be okay, like everything's gonna be fine. Hmm. Um, So the way that they interact with other people, it isn't usually draining, it isn't usually complaining, it isn't usually a whole whole lot of like, negative discouraging stuff. It's just like, kind of fun, you know?
0: Yeah. So our last mistype pairing is eight and nine.
1: Yeah, this one seems a little unlikely. A lot of people won't think that this is possible to occur, but I can tell you it is possible because of the issue of wings again. Like there are eights with nine wings that really could see themselves as nines. More likely, however, it's that there are nines with eight wings that that see themselves as eights. I think to recognize that they're both in the body center, it means that they both want autonomy and control over themselves. They both wanna remain unaffected by the world. The Mm. difference is that the eight, of course, is going to tackle that with aggression and the nine is is not going to do that. (laughs) Um, But if you're a nine with an eight wing, you might have eightish behaviors that are thrusting you into conflictual situations. Mm. Or if you're an eight with a nine wing, you might be a little more conflict-averse than other eights. The difference at the end of the day is that the eight is is repressing their heart. They don't want to consider what obligations they owe to the world. Whereas the nine is typically quite aware of what other people Mm. are feeling. Um... And that's an e- that's like something that the nine needs to move away from actually, this space of being fully immersed in other people's feelings and thoughts and emotional realities. Um, whereas the eight needs to move into that space of being more aware of other people's feelings and thoughts. There's also a difference in confidence, I think, that eights assert this level of confidence in, in all things, that they have to make it clear that they're gonna be okay. They want everyone to know that they're gonna be just fine. Mm. Whereas the nine is If they are confident, it's sort of in a hidden, masked way. It's not going to be showy. It's not going to be intense. Oh, And we need to remember that eights and nines are both gunning for justice. Because Mm. as body types, they're dealing with anger. The eight is expressing it as a tool. And the nine is masking it it or hiding it or putting it away. Yeah. Yeah. And so they do both want things to be just. It's just the eight has an easier time being sure that they're the ones to know what justice looks like. And the nine has an intrinsic sense of what justice should look like, but they don't often consider that they could be the one to enact it or create it for themselves or for others.
0: Mm. So is that is that it?
1: Did I think we, that's it for now. Wow. I think we really somehow tackled all of them. Yeah,
0: and it was. this one was a really long one. In case
1: anyone's <laughs> wondering, we did not record this in just one session. Yeah, it took a while.
0: It did take a while. But we thought that this would be a really great way to help people who are trying to figure out their type and are confused between the different types to kind of, i don't know what
1: i'm saying and if you got this deep into the podcast and still don't know your type hopefully this would cement any thoughts or feelings you might have um we can't do that for you but yeah we wish you luck So if you enjoyed this episode, or these many episodes, I'm going to encourage you, please, 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 if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe and give us a review. Five stars would be preferable. I
0: mean, we'll take four and a half, but we five... Would. We would. We would take four and a half. <laughs> to be honest, we take three, but we're <laughs> asking for that. more. <laughs>
1: um, and if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you follow us. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at notmytypeenneagram.
0: Yeah, and if you have any questions, don't be afraid to DM us, or email us at notmytype enneagram at gmail.com
1: great that sounds cool
0: <laughs> that sounds
1: cool great good deal
0: <laughs> good deal anyway we'll see you guys later bye <laughs> and so the seven and eight is another big miss type and they can also get confused with aggression
1: <laughs> try that again <laughs> uh <laughs>